Thanks for tuning in to our bonus episode preview. This is just a short sample of this week's exclusive Patreon episode. You can hear the episode in its entirety by becoming a member at patreon.com slash indoctrination, where you'll gain access to all of our exclusive episodes and merchandise. I am so happy to be able to have Frances Peters on the show. She is speaking to me from the Netherlands, and it's so exciting. Actually, there are a number of people who listen to the podcast in your part of the world, which has really been exciting to me to hear from people all over. And I'm always curious what speaks to people in certain areas of the world. But before we get into all of that and all the many things we're going to cover, I just want to say how nice it is to see you. It's been way too long. Very happy to be here. So thank you for inviting me. Of course, of course. There's something exciting that we worked on together a few years back that you've been able to stay connected to. And I I unfortunately needed to move on from it because I couldn't devote the time, but I believe wholeheartedly in it and I refer people to it. And I, as part of our talk today, I would love you to talk more about it because I'm always trying to introduce people to resources that are available to them. But it's always so lovely to talk to you. You're you're wise and calming and funny. Uh, and it's a nice combination. Um, so tell us a little bit about you and what you're doing and also what brings you into this field. And, and then we will go ahead. At the moment, I'm a, a coach counselor for people coming out who came out of cults and trying to make a new start, finding out who they are without the group, and to get a, a grip of the influence the group had or the control the group had on, on them and on their lives. But I myself, and I was born and raised uh, as a Jehovah's Witness, and my, my father was not a Jehovah's Witness. He was actually opposed against it. Uh, but my mother was. So she she came in contact with Jehovah's Witnesses when I was uh, just a baby. So I grew up with it, especially after my parents divorced when I was about 12. The group became much more involved in, in our family and started to play a bigger role. Um, my sister was already very active and my other sister was also very involved. My, my brothers weren't. They uh, actually wanted to take sides of my father. We were more and more involved and the group tried to have a huge influence also on our lives. And we became more and more dependent on it. Uh, I was baptized when I was 15. And it became a sort of a refuge place where everything looked very, very peaceful. And uh, there was a future you were working for. And But we were also, when we were very little, we had almost every Wednesday afternoon Bible study with somebody uh, from the congregation. Because my mother, she was English. So her English, uh, it was better for us to be taught in Dutch. So we had every week very intense Bible studies of a person who truly believed that Armageddon was just around the corner and that 1975 would be the date that everything would end in God's judgment day. 
Okay. Wow. All right. So I'm, when I look down, I'm taking notes. Okay. So many things already to talk about from what you have said that it gives you a unique perspective being raised in a group that also has the end time philosophy and theology and what that does to thinking about the future, thinking about how you live each day, the anxiety that that would create internally for a younger person. And also, I think this separation in the way you see your future being from other people who are not believers. And I know some people had said to me they felt sorry for people who were not believers in whatever end time group they were in because they were not going to survive. And so could you get close to people? Could you not? Because they weren't going to be living much longer according to the predictions. So let's start with that. And then I want to talk about your mother being a follower and your father not, and the unique perspective that gives you too, in terms of family relationships when there is a group involved. So starting with the end times and what that does to how you feel about you, the, your future, and other people who are not believers. Well, you actually brought up in fear because it's uh, from the time that we were very young, we became aware of there was always a, some kind of a feeling of dread, uh, as if there any time there, there, uh, God's day could start and you were not actually allowed to be close to people in the world because just like you said, getting... Um, very close with people would be in, uh, a disadvantage because you couldn't uh, have any kind of relationship because they will be lost in God's day if they will not become a Jehovah's Witness. It is constantly you are pulled away from what you actually maybe want. So you you have a good friend at school and, and you would like to be close to, to them, but constantly that voice in your head, well, she might even die within the next couple of years. So it is, it, it's a constant awareness of some kind of threat in the background. Or and, and later on, when we left the organization, I became more aware of it because it is so for us. It was normal to live like that and to have that kind of attention and that kind of fear, and constantly being alert uh, about that feeling. And if you would see something on television, uh, like a, a huge catastrophe or famine going on or just or some kind of a, a disaster, then immediately you would uh, your attention would be drawn to Bible verses that would tell you about the end times. So it was constantly enforced during talks to be afraid, to be alert, and that's not something you you like to grow to grow up with because it's uh, especially when they tell you even when you're small and you're going to actually first school and uh, it's under under 12 even they will tell you that you are responsible for others who do not know about god and you are obligated to tell them about it uh, because if you don't then you would have blood guilt in your hands so they would really call it that you would be responsible for their death if you don't open your mouth and talk about God's uh, promises and how they can be rescued. So that is a, an enormous responsibility in the hands of a child, and that has effect. 